I hope you all sit prayerfully with me tonight. This is kind of a nerve-wracking thing, but we know that God is able to do all things. Read the 28th through the 29th verse. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall not perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Tonight I, ask, I would like to ask Brother Rick Wardwell if he would ask God's blessing upon this word tonight. You may be seated. Tonight I'd like to talk about a subject eternally secure. And don't get shook, I'm not going to teach once saved, always saved, because I don't believe in that, or neither do you. But it seems like in our world today that there is an atmosphere of such insecurity. One moment we have a world that is full of inflation. We have, uh, it seems like that crime is going rapid. Uh, one minute it, uh, it's, it seems to kind of settle. The next minute it's out of control and nobody really seems uh, to know what direction they want to go with it. And uh, there are times in the uh, Old Testament that in the life of Israel that we uh, find that uh, they were uh, uh, on a rocky road and uh, they didn't seem to uh, know exactly what uh, direction to go. And uh, while Israel was in Egypt, we know that they went through some rough times and uh, they really didn't know exactly uh, what they were going to do or what direction they were, were going to go, but they were searching for something that would give them an answer. And, uh, you know, sometimes in our own life we seem to uh, go down a path that uh, we really don't understand what direction we're going, and sometimes we feel like we're completely alone. And uh, it seems like that when we get down to pray and... Uh, we seek God's face that it seems like that we hit that uh, hit a brick wall and we just can't uh, seem to get through it. Uh, but you know, the whole time that Israel was sitting there uh, in Egypt in bondage and uh, they were being mistreated and uh, Pharaoh was uh, doing just about everything that he could do to discourage them in God, uh, it seemed like that God all the time was preparing somebody to deliver them. Uh, you know, he come to Moses and he said, Moses, I want you to go and deliver my people from Egypt. Uh, uh, I've got, and Moses was kind of, kind of backed off a little bit and he says, uh, you know, now I can't talk too plain, uh, you know, how can I go to them? And, you know, God sent Aaron, uh, along with him. Uh, but you know, when God's with us, uh, who can be against us? There's not uh, much that we, we can come up against that God cannot take care of. Uh, and you know, uh, the plagues and stuff that, uh, God sent against Pharaoh and his heart was hardened. Uh, and it seemed like that there was no hope for Israel to ever come out of it. Uh, they uh, just seemed like every time that God would send something upon him that uh, Pharaoh would just turn around and say, no, uh, you know, I'm not going to let your people go. I'm going to stay uh, fast to what I, uh, I want uh, for the children of Israel. But you know, God uh, is greater than any th uh, power in this world. Uh, he's got... Uh, he, there is nothing that he cannot take care of. Uh, and uh, you know that uh, 
that God uh, sent the last plague. Uh, he took the firstborn of the children of Egypt uh, and, he, uh, and he killed them uh, if they didn't have the blood over the doorpost. Uh, and you know, uh, there's, a t- there's a breaking point and God always knows where that breaking point is. Uh, if we just stand tight and hold fast to God, we know that somewhere along the line we're going to come out on top. Uh, I am so thankful tonight that we can uh, stand uh, and when the times get rough and, and we don't know what direction to go, uh, we can stand tight and we can depend upon God to come through at the right moment. Uh, and you know, uh, even after Pharaoh let the children of uh, Israel go uh, as they was making their journey toward the Red Sea, uh, they could look behind them uh, and they could see that cloud uh, of the Egyptian army coming after them. Uh, and you know, sometimes we have a tendency to do that when we have trials and tests. Uh, we're all the time looking behind us to see uh, what's going to catch up with us. Uh, but somehow we need to look forward. We need to stop worrying about what's behind us because God's already got that taken care of. Uh, you know, He's always, uh, it seems like He's always got the plan uh, already laid out. Uh, he always really knows what He's going to do. Uh, we don't know what he's going to do, but that doesn't make any difference. Uh, we can be assured of one thing. We can be secure in God uh, that when the time comes, he's going to deliver us. Uh, it's going to come with a miraculous power like we've never seen before. I am thankful tonight that we can depend upon that. Uh, we don't have to worry about what the world thinks. Uh, we don't have to wor- uh, to stand back uh, and uh, be so timid and uh, afraid of what he's going to do. Uh, you know, it seems like the church is coming back uh, into a situation where they've uh, kind of got on the defensive uh, and they're kind of afraid of what's going to happen uh, they kind of stand back and say well can we make it through this thing are we going to last uh, but I want you to know it's time that we get on the offensive stop worrying about those things uh, we have got a God that is greater than anything he is our strength he is our refuge uh, the name of Jesus is a strong tower and we the righteous runneth into it and are saved there is nothing uh, there is nothing that God can't do uh, let's worship him hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 We find the time that uh, when Israel was uh, tempted or was coming against the Philistines, Hast thou not heard 
that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faint not, neither is weary of his... <clears throat> there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. When we get weak, when we know not what direction to go, we can go to the rock of our foundation. He is our strength. He is our foundation. This, our religion today, we have uh, probably, our, you couldn't begin to name all the different religions today. They're all searching for something. But I want you to know if we're founded upon the Word of God, there is nothing that we have to worry about. There is no opposition that we have to worry about. Uh, you know, there, there are times that uh, in our walk, uh, it seems like that uh, we may have to put up with a little bit of criticism. Uh, they kind of make fun. Well, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? Uh, but, you know, uh, we can stand tall and say, I'm a child of God, and I don't have to worry about those things. Uh, they worry about uh, where they're going to get their next cigarette, where they're going to get their next drink. Uh, but, you know, I'm so thankful that I don't have to worry about those addictions. Uh, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to get my next uh, uh, drink or my next fix. Uh, but, you know, I've got something uh, that keeps me high that keeps me going that uh, you know there's something about the love of God uh, that is such a strong strength uh, that makes you so secure uh, that you don't have to worry about anything at all tonight and he is our strength uh, in our weakness he will be there there is nothing that we have to worry about uh, there is no problem that he can't take care of he's already promised us uh, that he would take care of it uh, the Bible says he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may ask or even think uh, according to the power that worketh in us. Uh, you know, it's uh, something else uh, today. If we'll just let the, the Holy Ghost said God has given us uh, to work within us. Uh, you know, there is a power that hasn't even been tapped into. There's a strength uh, that hasn't even uh, uh, been brought out. Uh, but somehow we need to bring ourselves back uh, to the old-fashioned altar. We need to draw ourselves unto God uh, that somehow that we could be in the position uh, that we would yield ourselves to Him, uh, that He would somehow be able oh when he wants to move that we would yield ourselves and say God I don't care what others think but just somehow saturate me with the power of God that I can have exactly what you want me to have hallelujah hallelujah you know tonight he said that when he ascended into high he led captivity captive we don't have to worry about being bound anymore he already took care of that on the cross we've got a freedom like we have never had before we don't have to stand around and moan and groan we can end through our trials we can smile and say somewhere along the way we're going to come out victorious for all things all things all things work for the good of them that love the Lord hallelujah 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 it's not of ourselves today that we stand where we stand today but it's by the grace of God. We wasn't chosen. He chose you. So what are you worrying about? What do you stand back and trying to take a back seat? You know, they don't care whether they blast rock and roll music or whatever. Blow smoke in your face. My Lord. But he mentioned something about the Word of God. And they automatically take defense to it. And they want to fight you. And they want to put you down. It's about time that we stop worrying.
worried about. They don't worry about what you say. They don't worry about what you think. But Lord, let's get out. Let's get on the offensive. Let's not be defensive. Let's conquer it. We have got the power. There is nothing. We can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. My Lord, tonight, it seems like we have young people today that sit back and they wonder, well, what's going to happen next? Or they want to try and ride on somebody's experience. They, tonight, the reason that they're in and out, in and out, in and out, is because they haven't learned how to really get a hold of God and get a, a true experience for themselves. They want to ride on somebody else. They haven't really experienced old-time Pentecost like they need to. I would venture to say that most of us tonight probably haven't really experienced the things that we need to experience. But God, He is a able to do what he done in the Old Testament. He's able to do the miracles he done while he was here on earth. He said that we could do greater miracles if we would just but yield ourselves. Tonight I feel God in this place. I know that he wants to do something if we could just but yield ourselves to him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. Back in the time when Elijah and his servant were camping outside the Syria, the king of Israel would come along and he would send a messenger to Elijah. And Elijah would tell him that the Lord said that the Syrian army is here and that you are not to go that way. That uh, if you do, you know, that you will surely die. But you know, somehow, when Elijah was and his servant was there, they was all alone. And they looked upon the hill. His servant come out and he looked upon the hill. And he could see nothing but the Syrian army. And he thought, my Lord, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? He went in and told Elijah. He said, Elijah... The Syrian army is upon us and we're going to die if we don't get something done. But you know, Elijah kind of looked out and he says, there are more forests than there are against us. You know, he was looking beyond just what he could see on the mountaintop, but he was looking in the spiritual realm of God. And when he looked out upon the mountain, he saw angels sitting on chariots of fire, ready to fight the battle. You know, God had already taken care of that situation. And when this happened, God caused the Israelites to be able to take the Assyrian army captive. I want you to know that my God is the same today as he was in Elijah's day. We don't have to worry about the world conquering us. All we need to do is step out with a little bit of faith and say, my God, here I am. I'm standing on your word. You can back off if you want to, but I'm not going to. I want to live for God. I want to have what he's got for me. I want to reign with him on high. I want you to know I'm tired of backing off. I'm tired of being afraid to tell somebody what I believe. I want to stand up and say, my God, I want to be the servant that I need to be for you. Won't you help me tonight? Let's worship him and praise him for that promise tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. We have young people today 
that have no shame whatsoever. We live in a time that they'll do just about anything, even in your schools. They'll even uh, go as far as to just absolutely, in words maybe, maybe further, to absolutely crucify the young people that are trying to live for God. I know it's been almost 10 years since I've been in high school. And you know, I, at the time that I was going, there were times when it really got rough. There are times there was nothing for me to walk outside the school door and, and watch him smoke pot or, or, you know, do just about anything. But, you know, I'm thankful tonight that God took me through all of that and I stand before you tonight. You know, I thank God that I was raised in a Christian home. In uh, the times that when uh, we were all at home, uh, uh, Mom and Dad never allowed us to bring a rock and roll record into the home. That was, uh, it was just understood that uh, that was not to be. We were never allowed to uh, let our hair grow. We were never allowed to get into the occult. Uh, uh, we was always told that... Uh, when we got old enough, more or less, to make our own decisions, uh, that if we ever got into the occult, uh, that we knew exactly where the door was. It wasn't the fact that they was, uh, that hated us. That was quite the opposite. They want us to understand what was right and what was wrong. And I thank God for that tonight. Uh, we don't have to be ashamed of our heritage. Uh, we've got something that is greater than anything they could ever stand. Uh, I want you to know today that our end is greater than our beginning. Uh, we do we don't have to uh, stand around and, and uh, uh, take second best. We've got the best. We've got a God that has power over the whole earth. Uh, he's got power over every problem that we've got. Uh, you know, there are situations that I know of that, I, uh, that uh, seem absolutely impossible. But you know, I know a God that is able to take the worst situation and make the best out of it. Uh, there have been times in my life, uh, situations have come up and I thought, God, how in the world am I ever going to figure this thing out? What am I going to do? Uh, but you know, when God got me to the place to where I just laid it in front of him, I said, God, I can't do anything with it. Uh, here it is. Do something with it. I've got to have something. Uh, that I've got to have an answer from God. Uh, I want you to take care of it and you know it was just like clockwork it just laid out just just as smooth as it can but I want you to know there is no reason to be captive by anything in this world there is no reason to let the devil pounce on you and drive you into the ground until you can't seem to find your way out I want you to know that you serve a God that is greater than any power in this world I want somehow today if you can bring yourself to have the faith to stand upon God there is no reason we can't have great revivals with uh, uh, 50 to 100 people saved. There's no reason. The only problem is that we haven't uh, practiced our faith. We haven't got our faith strengthened uh, enough. Uh, you know, it's just like anything else. Uh, if you don't use your muscles, uh, pretty soon they kind of turn away. Uh, kind of lose their tone. You kind of lose their strength. And you know, that's the same way with faith. If you don't step out by faith once in a while, if you don't exercise it, pretty soon it starts getting a little bit weaker and a little bit weaker and a little bit weaker. I want you to know it's time that we start trusting in God. It's time that we start going forward just a little bit. We have got the reason to be the most secure people in this world. There is no reason for us to feel an ounce of insecurity. We have, we've got a Father that is above all. He's in you. He's 
He's in me. Uh, he's got control of this world. He made it. Uh, there's nothing that he can't change today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changed. The only thing that's happened is we've kind of drifted away a little bit. Uh, we need to get back to the altar. We need to get back to the cross. Uh, we need to say, God, uh, help me somehow to find that place uh, where I left you. Uh, help me to get back to that place that uh, somehow when the need arises uh, that I can uh, in the, just uh, the mere mention of your name uh, that you could be there and the miracle take place. Uh, you know there is uh, sometimes we have people that are sick in their body uh, and I know I'm the same way but somehow we know that God can heal them. We know he's capable but somehow do we really have the faith uh, to step out and claim that healing for them? Do we really? Uh, it's uh, my faith uh, are we saved? By faith are we healed? That's the one thing, the one requirement that God always had. He said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. We have got to have that faith. We have got to have that faith to let God move. We have got to, to allow Him somehow to yield ourselves that we can say, oh God, help us. Help us to allow you to move. Help us to get victory. Help us, oh, somehow to turn this world upside down. If you have to do it to me first, then do it. But my Lord, it's the end time. It's time that we let God really, really work in us and let him give us the victory that we need. There's not a one of us that really have the faith tonight that we really need to let God show his absolute power. We are already in the last revival. God said, if you would but praise me, I will do greater things than you ever imagined. It's there. It's the word of God. But we need to get ourselves to the place that we don't have to work up a worship. We don't have to work up the joy of God. But when we walk, when we get in our cars in the morning, when we go to work, somehow there's something inside of us just worshiping God, whether it's by mouth or from the heart. My Lord, let the praises of God reign that when the time arises, if you've got the time to talk to somebody, that somehow you can feel the anointing of God that would give you the right words to say to win them to the God. Somehow that when you're on the job, that everything that you do, uh, your mind will be upon God. And when you do that, uh, there it seems like that your job goes so much smoother that you don't have to worry about uh, what's going to go wrong. Uh, but uh, you can just sit back uh, and kind of relax uh, and feel secure that you know you've got a God that is going before you to kind of smooth out the rough places that will take care of everything that you need. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a shame today that it seems like that uh, there are young people that don't uh, or even... Even the older saints they don't have quite the, uh, the push that they used to have. You know, it was nothing for them just to, if uh, I'm, they go along and somebody has a need, somebody's sick, it was nothing for them to stop and pray for them. And God would heal them just like that, no matter what. You don't have to get loud and boisterous. You can just lay your hand on them and say, in Jesus' name. You know, nobody has to know about it. When, you don't have to make a big scene. That's not what God's after. He's after your simple faith. He's after your, uh, your, de your dependence upon Him. God wants you to lean upon Him. God wants you to depend upon Him. There is no reason really why we should ever have to worry about going to a doctor or uh, going to uh, some kind of a, a medicine man or whatever you want to call him. Uh, tonight, all you need is a God. We've got a God that is a greater doctor than any doctor. Uh, uh, person that's got a doctor degree or whatever you want to call him. God 
He knows all things. The Bible says he knows all things. He created you. Why couldn't he recreate you or, re or heal you or make a, whatever's wrong with you right? Uh, you know, uh, and it's not only in our physical being, but our spiritual being. Uh, God knows the innermost parts of our heart. Uh, but if we can get our faith to the place uh, where, it, uh, where we can yield ourselves to God, that it doesn't matter what it costs, uh, that it, uh, this uh, material... Uh, being in our life, uh, our material wealth or, or whatever doesn't mean anything. Uh, if God wants to take it, that's fine. But my God, uh, let's get a hold of ourselves. Uh, let's have revival. Let's uh, let God move like He wants to move. Uh, he's already told us uh, that He wants uh, somehow for the for us to yield ourselves to Him that He could show us uh, His power. You know, if God would really uh, open up and show us the power that He had, uh, it would probably scare us to death uh, because we haven't really for the longest time haven't really uh, yielded ourselves and let God uh, just absolutely take over. You know, uh, there's something that really bothers me is when we have to come to church uh, and it seems like that the person behind the pulpit uh, just has to pump uh, and pump uh, and pump uh, and pump uh, just to, uh, to get somebody to lift our hands. Uh, but where's the inner joy? Where's the joy deep down in our soul uh, that somehow uh, within our own self we get to worship in God and our hands go up automatically and we start saying thank you Jesus for your love thank you God for dying upon Calvary I really love you Lord I really need you Jesus I depend upon you God I believe you're going to supply my needs tonight we need to get back to where we once were we need to go back to that dependence upon God you know we're in a world today that seems to have every technology and every uh, uh, type of uh, supply that you would need we've got every medicine that you can practically think of but you know the medicine that we really need comes from heaven there's no doctor that can supply that inner satisfaction that we need you know it's been said time after time why do they go out and drink why do they go out and smoke because they're searching for something that will really give them that peace that just just a cleanness inside but you know it's so lacking that what seems like when they they come off their drunk or whatever they feel ten times worse than what they would have uh, if they would have just stayed off with it stayed off of it and dealt with the problem themselves uh, tonight the world is searching for an answer and we've got it uh, why in the world do we stand back in defensive uh, uh, situations uh, why don't we get on the offense uh, let's start carrying the gospel like we need to uh, let's stop worrying about things uh, we are the most secure people we have got a promise that nobody else has got uh, why worry about it uh, why uh, why uh, be so afraid of it? Uh, we need to stand tall. We need to proclaim to the world what we've really got. Uh, or I wonder sometimes, do we really, do we really have the experience that we need with God? Do you have the experience tonight that you really need with God? Are you secure? Are you really secure in your own heart? That's the question I've asked myself all week when God gave me this message. I thought, you know, why in the world? It seemed like that every time something would come up, I'd start worrying about it. I'd worry to the point that it would just absolutely almost make me sick. But I thought to think, the promise is already there. What in the world am I worrying about? I need to trust in God. I've been praying. I said, Lord, help me to trust in you. And all the time he's been trying to say, hey, here I am. Just trust in me. I'll take care of those problems. You leave them up to me. Tonight, let's all stand.
Tonight, I want, I hope that this thing has gotten to you like it's gotten to me. We need to be secure in God. We need to depend upon God. There's nothing that He can't take care of. Not one situation. Back when this possible first started, I read a book of Brother Oliver Foss. There was times that he started off to the store with absolutely nothing in his pocket. No way to buy anything. He was trusting God all the way. Do you know when he just got a few steps away from where he was getting ready to go get some food, he looked down and miraculously there would be a dollar laying here or 50 cents laying here. And back in his day, that would buy a whole house full of groceries. This is back in the 1917s. And you know, today we have a God that is, is just as strong. He's just as present. He's never changed. We just need to get ourselves back to that place where we need to be. That's the whole key to it. It's so simple, but we make it so difficult. We need to somehow, we need to crucify this flesh. Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. It's an everyday fight to live for God. It's a full-time job. Some people like to make it uh, a part-time job or a second-hand uh, job, but it's a full-time job if you're going to make heaven your home. You know, that's the reason we've... It seems like that uh, some people being raised in the church, they lose sight of the gold. They lose sight of what's, what this life is really all about. They start looking to this side and looking to this side. It's not always an easy thing to live for God. There are times that you're going to be so downhearted and so troubled that you really uh, can't see what's up ahead. But you can bet on one thing, that God's going to be there. He's, he already told us that He wouldn't let, on us, uh, give, let more come on us than what we could stand. He already promised us that. What are we worried about? All we need to do is just stand and trust in God. Let's worship Him tonight. Let's thank Him for that security. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Surely tonight we know that God is definitely more than enough. There is nothing that is impossible. But if we'll just put it in the hands of God, we know that He'll bring it out on top. Tonight, as we remain standing, if you would get your Bibles, if you would turn with me to Proverbs, the 22nd chapter, and the 28th verse. Scripture simply says, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Lord Jesus, we ask tonight, God, that you would move in a mighty way. I'm asking you, God, to anoint your word. Oh, God, anoint my mind, anoint my heart, anoint our ears, God, that we might hear what you would have to say. For, God, we depend upon you tonight, God. We thank you for it, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. We all know tonight that a landmark represents a type of direction. 
We know that if you've ever gone on a long trip or went anywhere, that most of the time when you call somebody up or go somewhere and ask them for directions, they're going to give you landmarks to go by. And you're going to have to follow those landmarks in order to find where your next direction is. And tonight, it seems that uh, our life is totally controlled by the simple thing of a landmark. There is, I would venture to say that in our daily, uh, wa uh, the daily things that we do and where we go, that uh, if it wasn't for certain landmarks in our subconscious mind, that we would probably not find our way around too often very well. And uh, tonight, that scripture goes very deep in what it says. It says, remove not the ancient landmark. Why? Why can't we remove the landmark? Because somewhere along the line, we'll probably uh, end up losing our direction a little bit. And it, uh, in our world today, it seems like that uh, the world has tried to infiltrate itself into the church and tried to... Uh, remove those things that have been put before us that uh, God would have us to follow. God has set certain uh, spiritual landmarks, uh, if you want to uh, refer to them as that, as uh, to what direction you're to go, what you're to do when you face this problem, or what, uh, where you're to go uh, to find that answer. And uh, it seems like that uh, when we have a problem or... Uh, you know, you want, to, you want to deal with a certain situation. It seems that uh, it's, uh, there's always, uh, the devil always wants to step in there and throw something a, a little bit better at you or, or, make, or seem to uh, be just a little bit uh, better. Uh, instead of uh, getting uh, what you uh, need from God, instead of praying, uh, he might say, well, uh, tonight we've got a ball game or uh, we've got uh, a dance or something to go uh, you know, in high school, I never was uh, in what we called the in crowd. Uh, you know, I never was a tough guy going around picking a fight, uh, trying to find out, uh, you know, how tough I am. Uh, and uh, I never did go out and cuss and drink and smoke and uh, party like they did. Uh, so I didn't quite fit in with that crowd. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it got kind of discouraging because you go to, to uh, school and uh, you just be walking through the halls and you uh, kind of... People kind of uh, shun you a little bit because of what you stand for. And, you know, the devil kind of comes along and says, well, you know, maybe if you just kind of uh, compromise here and maybe kind of uh, compromise there, maybe you can kind of fit in between uh, the road there and just kind of get along with both crowds. Uh, but, you know, uh, the Word of God says don't remove those landmarks. Don't remove what you've been taught uh, because if you do, you're going to veer off the track just a little bit and you're going to get in trouble. Uh, you know, I have never seen the time that you could go along uh, and if you, uh, you have something that you're going to do or something is precision, uh, maybe on a, a machine or something, making a tool. Uh, you know, if you let that uh, machine compromise just a little bit and get off track, uh, you could uh, scrap that piece of machine, even if it's a uh, one thousandth off. Uh, you know, that uh, piece of machinery may not, uh, or that tool that you're making may not be worth anything uh, because you've compromised and it's got it off track and it's not uh, what it needs to be in order for it to move, uh, in order for it to uh, do what it's supposed to do. Uh, and that's the way we are today. Uh, if we go along and we kind of want to compromise our spiritual walk with God, uh, 
when the time comes, when the rough time comes, uh, or when we have something to do for God, uh, and we've kind of compromised uh, somewhere along the line, uh, it's going to get stuck in the track, uh, and we're going to wonder why in the world are we having the troubles that we're having. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. Because you've compromised. You've gotten off track. Uh, the Bible says that uh, that uh, no is the, uh, straight is the way, and no is the path. Uh, and uh, there are few that are that find it. Uh, and I want you to know when you're walking down that path, uh, if you're very to the right or you're very to the left uh, somewhere along the line uh, you're going to start looking over to the side and you want to compromise uh, and you want to want to say well maybe uh, maybe this isn't so bad uh, or maybe I can do this and get by with it uh, but I'm going to tell you when the hard time comes uh, somewhere along the line you're going to need God uh, and he's not going to be exactly where you thought he was uh, we need to get back where he was we need to go back to the old landmark uh, we need to find our direction once again uh, I want you to know if you've lost the landmark you've lost it all because you haven't found the direction that God wants you to go hallelujah and if there's anything that is frustrating it's to lose your way when I first started this job I drive all over the city of Indianapolis and there was times that I would get directions I wouldn't know exactly where it was I was going into a strange area and if I would get twisted around and lose my way and lose my landmark, you would actually drive in a circle. You would drive all the way around it. But you were so close, but yet so far of really finding the answer or finding the place where you wanted to go. You know, in our walk with God, we can be all around where He wants us to be. But until we find the landmark, until we follow exactly what the Scriptures say, until we follow exactly what we've been taught, until we do what we know is right, and don't compromise, don't uh, kind of get out of the way of the leading of God, until we come to that place, we will never find the will of God in our lives. There is... Uh, there is no compromise. We look back at the life of Christ when He was here upon the earth. When He was walking, He knew what was coming. He knew His death was sure. In my, the burden that He must have carried. I mean, if we knew that tomorrow or maybe 30 days from now, maybe three years from now, that we were going to die, that it was already set up, that uh, we were going to be crucified. Uh, can you imagine the burden that we would be carrying? Uh, could you imagine the fear that we would have down in our heart? Uh, but you know, somehow, your Christ knew the will of God for His life. Uh, he knew what He had to do. Uh, he knew that He would come to die for our sins. Uh, he knew that He had a purpose in life. Uh, but He was following the landmark, uh, even though He knew uh, that in the end, he was going to suffer pain uh, that he knew uh, that he was going to have uh, to not vary to the right or to the left uh, or to compromise uh, because he knew it would not get the job done uh, but tonight I want you to know uh, that God went all the way to Calvary uh, he died for you uh, he died for me uh, that we might have this great salvation uh, so don't tell me tonight uh, that we can stand uh, and we can compromise we can go to the right uh, or we can go to the left uh, or we can uh, kind of maybe do this uh, I'm going to tell you something if it wasn't right back then it's not right today it's just simple arithmetic if you want to put it in that matter sometimes I see the time that I've been in church that uh, the, uh, some of the older saints even you kind of watch them and when you're young you, you watch them because they're your example the Bible says that they are 
And it seems like that the very time that they get a little bit cold or very off their track a little bit, they start letting things come into their life that normally they would have crucified you for doing. That's pretty harsh, but it's the truth. They would uh, get down to the little nitpick stuff. Well, you're not supposed to do this, or you're not supposed to do that. But somehow, somewhere along in their walk, that the devil has kind of got them to say, well, it's not so bad. The world just kind of keeps going on. It kind of keeps getting worse. And they won't really notice. But you see, that's not really what's important, whether they notice or not. It's what's deep down in your heart. It's whether God notices or not, whether it's going to make the difference. You know, sometimes we pray for the will of God to be done. We say, God, we don't care what happens, what the cost is, but we want your divine will. And it seems like that every time that God begins to move, every time that He can't kind of begins to uh, get things rolling, we may not like what we see or what uh, is coming about, and we kind of back off and say, well, maybe I really didn't want that. I wonder what do we want? Do we really want the word? Of, uh, do we really want the word, will of God in our life? Are we really willing to stop compromising and say, "Okay, God, at all cost, let's just let it happen. Let's just let it happen. I don't care what you're going to do. I don't care what others may think. I don't care even what happens." But I am going to have the will of God done. You hear of people praying, well, I want the will of God in this situation. We've got problems here and we've got problems there. They may pray for one of their loved ones to be saved. I've heard it time and time again. Oh, God, save them at any cost. And God may put them right down on their deathbed to where they... Maybe it sounds like they're taking their next breath. Uh, and they get down and say, now, wait a minute, God. I didn't say that. What did you say? You said at any cost. Now are you wanting to compromise or are you wanting the will of God? It's time that we stop compromising and get on the right track with God. You know, we talk about brotherly love. I've heard that tonight. And, oh, you know, if somebody says something that offends us, it seems like we want to carry a grudge from now till 30 years from now. Since when did that become Bible? Is it all right for you to compromise? Is it all right for you to do the very thing that you used to say was wrong? Tonight, I have been stirred over this thing all day long. I had another message to preach. I was supposed to introduce a whole different thing, but God just kept working on me. He worked on me hard for the last two days. I am tired of the compromising that has been going on. We wonder, well, where's the miracles of God? Where have they gone? They haven't gone anywhere. It's us that have gone away from where we need to be with God. We have seen new saints come in. They've been all excited. 
Where have the older ones been to teach them how to get a hold of God? Where have they been to teach them how to get the miracles from God? It still takes the same thing it did 40 years ago. Just because the world's gotten a little bit worse doesn't make it uh, uh, easy for us to kind of compromise and say, Okay, God, we want the same things we had 40 years ago. It don't work that way, my friend. Because God never changes. My Bible said He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What He expected of the apostles in His day, He expects the same thing of us today. When the church was born, He said, this is my plan. Don't you think that you can't compromise it? We've got churches today spread all over the United States that's got their own dialect of salvation. They want to do everything that they can do. Well, all you have to do is come up and shake the preacher's hand. All you have to do is say, I believe. Well, I want you to know that's not what the Bible said it's not a time of compromise it's not a time to lay back and say okay we can try to take the easy road well I'm going to tell you something you're going to be left in your seat when God comes I hope this has got a hold of you like it's gotten a hold of me this thing slapped me in the face so hard I about fell off my feet I thought, my God, here I've been all along, been playing the church almost, if you want to say it. I believe what I thought was right. I'd done what I thought was right, but yet somehow inside of me I knew I wasn't doing everything I needed to do. It seems like today we, uh, we get home and we haven't had our hours nap, we can't come to church. I know I've been that way before. I'm not proud of it, but I pray that God will change that. Things that we used to say, well, no, I'll never do that. We turn right around and we're finding out we're doing the same thing that we said we wasn't going to do. We have got a world today that is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And sure, we can compromise a little bit and we can still be separated. But I wonder just how far away from God did we get in that compromise? How far? I ask you the question tonight. Are you where you were with God when you first started to walk for Him? Are you there? Why? Ask your question, why? Because you compromised? Oh yeah, it's easy. It was so easy. I know I've done it. And so have you. It's easier to go to work And they get to kind of cussing around or telling their rotten jokes. Kind of getting a little bit vulgar. Instead of standing up and say, hey, I don't like that kind of stuff. We kind of say, well, maybe it ain't so bad.
compromise. It's about as bad as pride. Because it will destroy you just as quick as anything. You wonder why we have people that maybe live for God all their life. They've been raised in the church. Man, we've got it made. We've never experienced the world. Whoopie-doo. The devil's after you harder than he is after the other one. Because he feels like that you've never experienced it, and if he can make it, paint it uh, real glamorous, that you're going to take it hook, line, and sinker. And oh, when you do, look out. But it only took one little compromise. You removed the landmark. You took the Word of God and you threw it aside. And say, well, I don't really need to follow that to the letter. Yeah. Tell me that when you walk out the door and the next time you get on a drunk or you get in trouble with dope and you try to find God, you don't need to follow it to the letter. What happens, mom, dad, when your son or daughter walks out of church and says, I don't want any more. I've had it. We got a bunch of hypocrites. Are you going to compromise and say, well, I know. I know it's hard. You just got to hang in there, though. Why don't you stand up and say, get your eyes off of that and look to the one who saved you in the first place. That's been our trouble all along. We've always wanted to compromise because the other one has. But I'm going to tell you something. It'll send you to hell just like you will him. I'm not normally get up here and be this bold, but I, when I feel what God wants me to say, I'm going to say it. It's hit me in the face just like it is you, so don't feel bad. You're not alone. But I'm preaching to what God gave me. If we want the miracles, we're going to have to stop compromising. It's just that simple, folks. It's just that simple. I am tired of a make-believe religion, and so is the world. I've had people ask me, well, do you believe in divine healing? Sure. Then why don't you have it? Well, I don't know. Because we compromised. We've gotten away from the thing that we know to do. We've become too busy with the things at home. Well, I've got to go home uh, on a Sunday afternoon uh, at uh, exactly 12.01 because uh, I've got to get supper on to be done by 12.31. And if I don't have it, then I'm going to be a grump for the rest of the day. What happened to God? What happened to the will of God? Is that what He wanted? 
That was never what God was concerned about when Christ was here on earth. That was probably one of the last things on his mind. What should be the first thing on our mind is what God wants for our life. What he wants us to do. We have got to come out of this thing of always having self-pity and wondering what we're going to do or how we're going to get along. My God, why don't we just put it where it belongs? Lay it on the altar and say, okay, God, I know that you said that you would supply every need. I don't care about that stuff. When I get to it, that's when I want about it because I know that it's already going to be taken care of when I get to it. I'm feeling this thing, folks. It's deep. I am so tired of our young people being in church one time and walking out the next. There is no reason for it. We open up the door and let the devil come in. And we say, well, it's not so bad. But I'm going to tell you, it's an abominable thing to God to let them walk out the door without trying to stop them. How many times have we seen somebody walk out the door and we say, well, there goes another one. If we really had the love of God in our heart like we needed to and like we should, we would be the first ones back at the door to meet them and say, wait a minute, you're going to have to get over me, God and everybody else to get to hell. But we just stand back in our seat and are so comfortable. Hey, we've got it made. We don't have uh, those kind of troubles. And then when it knocks at our doorstep, then we can't hardly stand it. We say, well, saints, come on, pray. I don't want to compromise anymore. It's hit home. You better believe it, it's home. And if it happens to one saint in the church, it ought to be like it hit home. I've heard enough backbiting. I've heard enough slander that it absolutely makes me sick. That shouldn't go on in the church of God. It's not of God and it never was of God and it never will be of God. There are things that people do that I don't like. But I'm not God and I have no reason to hold that or harbor it in my heart because the only thing it's going to do is make me compromise and the end result is going to be exactly what sin does. It will be death. It's time to get up on this thing. It's time to stop sitting in our seats until it absolutely rots under us. That's the honest to God's truth. 
Where are you going to go next? God didn't sit in his seat when he was here on earth. His apostles didn't sit around. They were on the move. What were we called to do? We were called to be witnesses. We were called to be the children of God. Yeah, we've got it made. You better believe we've got it made. We've got a hope. But why in the world do we want to compromise and sit back and let the world go to hell? Because we've lost the burden. We've compromised so much that we can't even find the burden. I'd venture to say that those that are hearing my voice tonight, uh, that probably half of them will go home uh, and chalk it up for just another night at church. Uh, just another message to be preached. Uh, but I want you to know, uh, I'm telling you what God has given me. Uh, and if you don't take heed uh, and you compromise, it's going to end up in hell. You'll excuse me if I'm a little bit bold tonight, but I'm tired of compromise. You that have known me for a long time know that I'm not like, too much like that. I like to have fun, but I wouldn't stand up here and say the things that I'm saying tonight unless I felt they were of God. I wouldn't step behind this pulpit unless I felt like I had the anointing of God on me. And don't you think I haven't told God that very thing? I said, don't you ever let me get behind the pulpit without the anointing of God. And if I ever feel God in this thing, I feel Him tonight. I am reaching for somebody. Somebody's got to make the move. Older saints, it's not too late to show the young ones how it's done. What's wrong with keeping this church open all Sunday? What's wrong with skipping dinner? What's wrong with letting the Sunday afternoon chores go? Man, wouldn't that be neat? Just have one continuous service around the clock. 9.45 to whenever. I used to complain, well, the service is going too late. I've got to go to work in the morning. Sure we do. I did it. I said it. But I got to thinking, where's my burden have I lost the vision? Have I lost what my purpose is? When I'm gone, that job's going to go somewhere else. I was looking for that one when I found it. And I know one thing, if I make a sacrifice for God, He's going to replenish it twice more. That's what He done for Job. The devil took everything Job had. Laid him on his back for Lord knows how long. 
He said, I came into this world with nothing. And that's the way I'll go out. How many times did his friends say, go ahead and curse God and die? You don't understand. I love God. I came into the world with nothing. And if I have to, I'll go out. But I am not going to compromise. I wonder tonight, have you removed the landmark that has been laid before you? My Bible says, hold fast to the traditions of which you have been taught. We've got the Word of God that teaches us how to live, how to walk. It was spelled out. It couldn't have been any complainer. Yeah, we want to say, well, that's just a little thing. It may be a little thing, but it's a lot to God. For the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Tonight, I want to ask you as a church, along with me, let's stop. Compromise. If it's wrong, it's wrong. It's just as simple as that. Tonight, we live in a fast-paced society. We've got computers that can do more than 10,000 men could ever think about doing in one second. Everything's on such a fast pace. That's the way we worship God sometimes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Right out the door. That wasn't the way it was a few years ago. We've let the world creep into our church so much that we kind of just settle back and just let it take over. I wonder tonight, where are we going to go? I wonder just exactly, where are we going to go? The Bible says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Tonight, it's time that we take over. If we let the world infiltrate our church, we'll mourn. We'll be of sorrow. But if we'll stand up and stop compromising, we're going to rejoice. I said we're going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice. As we all stand tonight, I hope and pray that this thing's got a hold of you like it's got me. I have never been so sure in all my life that I have heard from God. I had notes here tonight and I really couldn't use them because I had something else that God had given me.
I'm tired of Thursday night service just being just a joke. We'll show up if we want to. Yeah. Who are we trying to please tonight? God? Or are we compromising? I want to ask you tonight that when you pray, and if you say, God, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I don't care if it scares you half to death, don't you compromise. Don't you dare compromise because it will enter, end up in utter destruction. It will be of no avail. I know. I've done it. And when I've backed off at the critical point, that's when it fell through. Mom and Dad, where are your kids tonight? Are they in church? If they're out, are you willing to stop compromising and lay them on the altar and let God take care of them? Church, are we ready for revival like we've never had before? But are we ready to make the sacrifice that we've got to make without, and I quote and say without, one little compromise? Oh, God, help us. Help us tonight, God, help us. Tonight, if you've made a compromise in your life, won't you make it right with God tonight? Won't you say, well, God, I've done it now, then. I compromised, but oh, God, get me back on that straight and narrow path. Help me to find that landmark that I once was following. Help me to put back on those spiritual blinders that I can look straight ahead. Because tonight, if you look to the right, or you look to the left, you're going to get off track, and you're going to lose sight of what God has for your life. God never said it would be easy. He never said you would have an easy road of it. But He never, never intended you to compromise one time. We need to resurrect the landmark tonight. We need to look straight towards Calvary and say, God, Lead us, Lord, where we need to go at any cost. Any cost, God. Any cost, God. I'm ready. Saint of God, if there's something in your life that you used to not do or let in your life, get it out tonight because it's compromise and it'll end up in death.
If it's not right, it's wrong, and it's sin, and it's against God. And sin will separate you. It's so simple. But if somehow that you can get it in your heart and let God really take care of it. What's it going to take? A bolt of lightning? I hope not. My God, do we ever need to pray? Before we can ever see a miracle of God in this place, we're going to have to get in one mind, in one accord, one purpose, have our mind upon one thing. The Holy Ghost never fell on the day of Pentecost until every one of them had the same purpose in mind. They were there for one thing, and they believed that it would happen. Mom and Dad, if you want to see your kids saved, it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take an urgency of prayer. It can be done. It can be done. There is not a backslider that has walked out these doors that we cannot win back. Not a one of them. Not a one of them. I don't care who they are, what they've done. The only thing that has happened to them is the devil has deceived them and make them think that they're something that they're not. How many times have you talked to a backslider and they'll tell you, well, I'm not ready to come back. I'm just... But yet you can see the sadness in their eyes. Because they're not happy. I work with one that is, I consider a good friend of mine. I've talked to him on several occasions. One night I talked to him for over two hours. And the whole time he says, well, I says, I can't imagine burning in hell for an eternity. And Larry looked at me and he says, you know, I really can't either. He says, I don't really want to burn in hell. I says, Larry, what are you waiting on? Well, I just don't know. I don't want to. What's wrong? Well, nothing, I guess, but just everything in general. So mixed up. The devil's got his mind all twisted around. The desire of his heart is still with God. The devil's just got his mind all twisted around. It's not impossible to win him back, friend. But are we ready to make the sacrifice? Are we ready to stop compromising? Will you help me tonight? Will you help me tonight? I ask that you will pray every day. I don't care if it's for 10 minutes. My God, let's pray. Let's stop compromising. Because I'm going to tell you what will happen. 
When you pray 10 minutes a day, pretty soon you're going to get hungry and you're going to start praying more. Young people, it takes that right there to make it to heaven. For many years, I just kind of come and say, okay, pastor, preach the word to me. Because I haven't got time to sit down and read the word of God myself. You know what that got me? Trouble. I know of young people that were raised in the church just as I was. They compromised, and tonight, they're not here where I am. It's only by the grace of God that I stand before you tonight. And a mom and dad that spent many hours on their knees praying. And don't you think I don't? Thank God for that tonight. Parents, if, it's, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. Until your kids are old enough to make their own decision and get a hold of God themselves, you're going to have to be their guideline. I thank God that I never was allowed to come home with my long hair. I honestly can't. It gives me a headache. Young people, get a hold of God. It's going to take you to do it and nobody else. You are the church of tomorrow. And if you don't do it, when the older ones are gone, it'll all be over with. We have got to get a stronghold on things. We've got to come back to the old landmark. It's no different than it was 50 years ago. We can still have the same thing that they had, but we've got to be in the same frame of mind that they were. Tonight, if you want to make a rededication to God, I'm asking you to come to this altar and pray. And I hope it's not a lay-me-down-to-sleep prayer. Because I have, I believe tonight I have spoke to you the divine will of God for this service. Beyond any doubt in my mind. I have prayed, oh God, where is the miracles? And God this night has showed me where they are. They're still here. We just need to stop compromising and let God move. Let's all come and pray tonight.